into the PFF NFL Daily today discussing Carson Wentz, his trade market, and any teams that maybe should be in the market for Carson Wentz. It's all brought to you by DraftKings. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF when you sign up to hammer the over on Sunday night's basketball game when LA takes on Denver. For every 1,000 people that bet the over in Sunday's game, the line will decrease by one point. Yes, this is your chance to improve the odds of the over hitting, so tell your friends and family this is a team effort. Hammer the over and improve your odds of doubling your money. That's promo code PFF for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Michigan, or Virginia only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT or in Virginia, call 888-532-3500. All right, Sam, let's discuss Carson Wentz. A lot of rumors. Is it the Chicago Bears? Is it the Indianapolis Colts? The Carolina Panthers? Who should be trading for Carson Wentz? Uh, Nobody, Stephen, because it's the year 2020 and he has a giant, bloated, ugly contract that nobody should want any part of. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. Let us know what you think. It's the PFF NFL Daily. Yeah, did I cover it? What do you got? The contract is a big factor. It's it's yes. a, it's it's a really big factor. Just to can you lay it out to to for our listeners here because his extension hasn't actually kicked in yet, right? Like he actually hasn't gotten paid yet and while NFL teams can do internally NFL teams can do a good job of pushing salary down the pike, right? Yeah. You can't do it when you start moving people around. You have to pay the money yes. uh, when you trade them. Carson Wentz signed a four-year, $128 million contract uh, that includes $108 million's worth of guarantees. And as you correctly point out, it is yet to kick in. Um, and it, it, it's not, you know, they, they're going to be on the hook for an absolute ton of money, the Eagles. The new team is going to be on the hook for an absolute ton of money. It's a high-end-of-the-market quarterback contract for a guy who just collapsed as a starting quarterback to the point where they had to bench him. They didn't want to bench him. They spent all season long fighting against the inevitable conclusion and ultimately had to sit him down for his own safety as much as anything else and just put Jalen Hurts in the starting lineup. Carson Wentz had basically the same PFF grade this season as Mitchell Trubisky. He was an absolute unmitigated disaster at quarterback for the Eagles. And I'm fine pointing out right. that it wasn't all his fault. You know, offensive line had a lot of injuries. Receiving core had a lot of injuries at times. The scheme seemed to lose its way, though it was difficult to parse how much of that was the scheme and how much was Wentz. But he was really, really bad this year. Um, and as much as you would look at him and say, well, look, 2017 was an MVP caliber player. We just get that guy back. We're rolling again. Sure. But there's a couple of things. One, how much of that 2017 season was really actually what he is? You know, how much of it was for real and how much of it was kind of mythology? Um, and two, that's a hell of a gamble to be taking given that contract. All right. Well, let's let's back the truck up a little bit here. First off, if you're going to pair, compare Carson Wentz to Mitchell Trubisky, Yes, in 2020, it was similar. Okay, Carson Wentz was was horrible and, and from start to finish. There, there's no denying that. He was inaccurate. His decision-making was off. It, yes, the situation didn't help him as they used like 15 different offensive line combinations, yada, yada, yada. It was bad, and everything around him was bad. However, 
Mitchell Trubisky played at the same level that he had played his previous three years, whereas Wentz's drop-off was historic. This, I mean, let's be serious. This is an historic drop-off for a quarterback in year five. And I don't know if you take that as an anomaly or as a bright red warning siren, just don't touch, right? I mean, it, th- this, yeah. is, this is not in line with the rest of his career, though, Sam. So you always right. point to 2017. Here's the breakdown. Rookie season, high 70s grade, or high, high 60s grade. He goes 85 grade in year two, 2017. That's the pinnacle of his career so far. 85, MVP candidate, starts, he gets hurt. 79 grade in 2018, so he drops a little bit. 76.5 grade in 2019, dropped a little bit more. But that dropped more than 10 points this year. But more importantly, it was the passing grade dropped 15 points. 75 to 60 from 19 to 20. I think realistically, though, Carson Wentz is not a 60 passing grade in PFF terms. That's not who he is. If you said Mitchell Trubisky, that's who he is. We have three or four years of evidence that that, that's who he is. Carson Wentz, though, is still a mid-tier, 70s-graded quarterback. That's what the rest of his baseline of his career says. So I don't think you could just look at 2020, but you have to factor in the contract, and you have to factor in why, how, like what happened to get to this point in 2020 for this massive drop-off? It is a big question. Yeah, you don't look at just 2020. My point was not to say that Carson Wentz is Mitchell Trubisky and therefore don't touch. My point was that he is coming off a season that was as bad as Mitchell Trubisky. Um, and yes, it's recency bias. It's the most recent thing we've seen, but it's important. You were talking about trading for a guy who's coming with a contract commensurate with a top five player at the position, knowing that he is coming off a season that's as bad as a quarterback that got benched and will now no longer have a starting job, presumably, in 2021. So squaring those two things that work in, ex- in the exact opposite direction is a really difficult thing. What you are saying is, in looking at Carson Wentz, I believe I can put him back together again and create the player that he was before this decline. And I think there are a lot of people that will look at that. You know the way the NFL works. Coaches are full of that kind of hubris. And I think there's a ton of them that would look at Carson Wentz and go, ah, yeah, I see the problem. I can fix that. Not an issue. We get him over here. We put him behind our offensive line. We put him in our system. He'll be right back where he was. No bother whatsoever. That's fine. I think there are a bunch of people that will think that. But you are talking essentially about a monster gamble, and this is not the hand that I would be going all in with with all my chips. All right, let's discuss the teams that have been discussed the most, uh, rumored the most to be in the Carson Wentz sweepstakes here, if you want to call it that. The Indianapolis Colts and the Chicago Bears they're with the side of Carolina Panthers, okay? Um, and then we'll discuss it from the Eagles standpoint, though. Colts and the Bears seemingly the top two teams. The Bears, I've said all season, though, based off their postseason comments, they need to make a power move at quarterback. Nick Foles last year was not a power move. He was like the eighth best quarterback on the market at best. And they traded like a fourth round pick for him, right? Nick Foles is not the guy. Now, Nick Foles is rumored to maybe be going back to Philadelphia in exchange for Carson Wentz and the draft picks, the exchange and all that stuff. Is the, is the Bears the right spot? Or is it the Colts who now have a retired Phillip Rivers, a playoff caliber roster, and no starting quarterback. And unlikely that the Colts want to actually draft a quarterback to put on that roster. They probably want a veteran and might have to make a move like this for a Carson Wentz. It's not a coincidence, I think, that the two teams we're talking about are the two teams that are effectively desperate for quarterbacks. Um, I 
think those are the only teams that would want to take on that Carson Wentz contract if you are that desperate. The Bears are desperate because they've had seasons worth of Mitchell Trubisky now. They've, they have to understand that that experiment is dead in the water. They've got to go somewhere else. And as you say, the people in charge there know that their jobs are on the line. They need to do something big to try and make it pay off in a big way. I could see them being desperate enough to take a swing at that because the alternative options, they're not that great unless you can uh, swing an equally big run at Deshaun Watson or Dak Prescott or whoever. Um, Indianapolis, I think, are similarly desperate, not because they've failed with uh, you know an experiment of their own, but because Philip Rivers walked away and they don't have anybody else. Um, and the, the connection there does make sense. Some history with Frank Reich from when he was um, with the Eagles, that at least makes sense in terms of trying to piece Carson Wentz back to where he was. But I, I do think that it is significant that the, essentially the two teams in this sweepstakes are two teams that are otherwise absolutely desperate for quarterback. The Colts are the interesting one to me because they did not offer their first-round pick for Matthew Stafford. They were seemingly holding a hard line. The Panthers have been very active in the market here and reportedly were ready to give up the eighth overall pick in Teddy Bridgewater for Matthew Stafford, and they might be in the mix here for Carson Wentz. It's an interesting spot for the Panthers, who have some pretty good playmakers. Joe Brady, a pretty good play caller, and maybe taking a stab at you know rejuvenating Carson Wentz. Um, I think for Wentz the best spot would be the Colts though, right? You get that, you know, reuniting with Frank Reich and see what that, see what you can get out of that, right? And I think that would be, that's a best case scenario for Wentz. I'm just not sure that's best case for the Colts. We've we've half joked about what the Colts can do year to year. Just keep grabbing one-year quarterbacks every year. Grab Jameis in free agency this year and Mariota will be free next year. Grab him. Like, it's not the worst strategy. Like, that is that a worse strategy than paying this, extension now for Carson Wentz I don't know that it is so I don't know if the Colts should be that desperate for a Wentz Carson Wentz this season had a PFF grade 10 points worse than Ryan Fitzpatrick the baseline that we've been talking about that he can get back to that mid-70s grade is where Ryan Fitzpatrick is right now Ryan Fitzpatrick will cost you a bag of chips and a coke as opposed to whatever giant haul that Carson Wentz is going to take if that's your gamble I would take the gamble on Fitzpatrick knowing it's cheaper if you're the Eagles right now, you're sitting at number six overall in the draft. You trade Carson Wentz. Is that a vote of confidence for Jalen Hurts? Or is that a vote that, man, we are evaluating these quarterbacks and probably drafting one at number six? I would hope the latter, but who the hell knows at this point? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I look, a lot of people love Jalen Hurts in this four-game sample. A lot of people like the run element that he brought to the table. He had the same turnover-worthy play percentage as Carson Wentz, though, right? I mean, he was not mm. that great in those four games so I would say if the Eagles are going to do this there's a chance Justin Fields is there at number six which would be great you got to consider Trey Lance I think they have to be in that quarterback market so uh, we'll see there should be news over the next couple days we'll cover all of it Carson Wentz where should he land let us know what you think it's PFF NFL Daily